up, what up, what up? <laughs> it's episode 21 of the Chalk Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Darnell Hayes. If you haven't seen this, it's a, it's a bit from Saturday Night Live called Black Jeopardy. It's well worth the watch, especially the one with Tom Hanks on it. Oh, that was, that was good. What was his name on that one? Oh, I forget. Agnew, help me. Doug? Doug. <laughs> you all right, Doug. You all right. <laughs> Doug, you all right. <laughs> All right, well, we just wanted to welcome you to another episode. We want to thank you, first of all, for all the positive feedback we've been getting from members around the gym. We love hearing that you guys are listening and want good content. But in return, we have to ask something from in, in exchange. I don't know what I was going there with, but we have to ask for you guys to do something in exchange for all this positive feedback. We want you guys to start reviewing and rating our podcast on iTunes. <laughs> Would you like to jump Just making sure it's on. <laughs> Sorry. Kyle has so much anxiety for me not starting anything right. I never get mad. It's like the one thing. The, what, the episode we did with Besser on Monday, the camera died in the middle of the episode. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, it didn't die. It just lost memory. And so I went on the phone and deleted videos and then restarted it. It was like 30 seconds, a black, blackout. And it, was it, was yeah, it was real cinematic. It was. Wow. Yeah, I was I'm good on the fly like that. Nice. But nice. wanted to keep a short and sweet episode today, but give you guys some fire content. Um, essentially what we're all three of us going to do is we've all picked out topics or well, I've picked out topics and I helped Nate pick out his and I don't know what Kyle's going <laughs> to talk about, but we essentially just wanted to have an opportunity for the three of us to share something that we found interesting or something that relates to us, uh, in the, in the realm of health and wellness, mm. um, gives us an opportunity to kind of share what's on our heart, if you will, just, yeah. to, just to, just to get something off our chest. What's going on in the mind? What's going on in the mind in the, in the. Cranium. Absolutely nothing. It's nothing? No, no highlights of Tar Heels basketball? No, we start conference play next week. So. We? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that is what's going on in his head at all that times. That it is. Oh, I wonder about you, man. Why? It's not a bad thing. It's not it's like not a bad thing. porn all day or something. Oh, all right. Well, there, Some there's that are. right there. <laughs> there's that for the people. Just well, saying. But what I'm thinking about is, like, I wonder, like, how much you think about how they could be better or, like, what they could be doing different. And Honestly, 90 – why is my phone dying? 90% of my mind is work, and then the other, like, 9% – it's probably Carolina basketball, and then the one percent is how to save money for the wedding. Notice Jenna has no space in Nate's head, so she just does. the wedding does. <laughs> so we love you, Jenna. Are you, sure, are you sure you don't want to clear a little bit of space in you there for? No, nah, she's in. That's a different category, though. She has a whole hundred percent. But oh man, she's got the separate brain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'll uh, really seamless transition here. I'm gonna go ahead and get started. Still, let's talk about some stuff. All right, so topic sucks. I don't think it does because for me, I get a lot of questions on this because we actually get a lot of questions on what we eat. Huh? I mean, I know maybe not now, but at some point in our lives from the people in the gym, we've gotten a lot of questions on what do you eat and how do you eat? And then there's all the questions that come along with that. Of why do you eat that? And so I wanted to address probably the biggest, biggest food that is in my diet that I eat probably five or six cups of a day. Uh, and that is white rice. Ooh. A very... I thought you were going to say raisins. Dude, I love raisins. No. Favorite snack fruit? Go. Fruit snacks. Pineapple. <laughs> snack valid. fruit? More like fruit snacks. It's valid. It's valid. I think, yeah, it's got, it's got real fruit in there. You got it. Sure. Raisins are highly underrated, though, when they come in that little box and you shake them. Uh, they're gross. Chocolate-covered raisins, yes. 
uh, what, uh, raisinets. Yeah, that's the stuff right there, buddy. Chasins. Chasins aren't even a real food. We're not even going to get into that. But I eat a lot of white rice. And uh, the diet that I follow is called the vertical diet. And in this diet template, the guy that uh, kind of came up with this diet is called Stan Efferding. He cites this article, uh, which is from holisticsquid.com. Okay, well, I like it. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, written by somebody called Emily Barlett, and she titled this article, Why I Eat White Rice Instead of Brown. Uh, I'll keep this kind of short and sweet and kind of throw in my some some of my personal experience. When it comes to me eating, my main goal is to is to fuel my body with calories. It's yeah. for me I I like the nutrient side of it. I like being conscious of eating good foods as far as like eating quality meats and quality vegetables. But when it comes to certain things, you just need especially for a guy like me that's trying to put on a little bit of weight, it's about getting enough intake. Yeah, dude. And so for me, whenever we started hearing about this diet, one of the most shocking things was that he he immediately dismissed brown rice as a good carbohydrate for you to eat. And the reason he kind of dismissed that is because that always people like tout the benefits of brown rice. And it says here, like they tout the benefits of health rice, like uh, brown rice being a whole grain. But in the brown rice, the like the treasure that says here, I I want to read it because it's kind of funny to me. Unfortunately, the treasures are also locked up in there with phytic acid, which binds to otherwise useful minerals, rendering them useless to the human body. So essentially, when you eat brown rice, there's a ton of good stuff in it, but your body doesn't know how to get to it because of the acids that are in that rice as well. Mm. And so you can't really get a lot out of it. So with me, in past experience, when I eat a lot of brown rice, I get bloated, and I would I would like... I mean, I'd get constipated is a good word for it. Mm. But I wouldn't feel like I was satiated. I'd feel like I just had a brick sitting in my stomach. And I was like, I know this is like good quality food. Like, why am I not reaping the benefits of it? Um, and another issue with it is it has poly, uh, polyunsaturated oils located in the germ layer of the grain. And that fat is unstable and is likely to go rancid by the time the brown rice hits your plate. And that was something whenever I read this article that like really blew my mind because you talk about harvesting these grains quickly and trying to keep them in as clean of a state, I guess you'd say, as possible. Mm. But then there's something that's already in it just by nature that's already going to make you make it go rancid and do do damp not do damage to your gut, but wreak havoc on your gut as far as digestion goes. Huh. It's really interesting. But then when it comes to the flip side of that, actually talking about why you eat, why I eat white rice, a a piece of the article says, white rice obviously does not have as much nutrients as brown, but also doesn't have a bunch of stuff in there that messes with digestion. And so whenever I eat it, when I'm eating it a cup and a cup and a half at a time, my body knows what to do with it since it's easily digestible and I can get those carbs out of it that I need to. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make me feel bloated either. It, it settles on me really well, and I feel like I can get going to whatever I need to do and not lay around for 10 or 15 minutes after I eat it. Um, That's really crazy. It is, and it's it's interesting because it states here that you know white rice is just a simple starch that can really be used as like a benign fuel source for the body. Like There's not a lot of side effects to it. Yeah, there's not as much good stuff in it as brown rice, hmm. but you just can't. I don't I'm know. sorry. I'm 
sorry. What's wrong? Yeah, nothing. Just keep. I'm going. passionate about my. No, I'm not there. laughing at that. I'm not listening to you at all. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. I am, but I'm not. Because I got another idea brewing. Okay. But finish, because because like with me to to kind of wrap up my talk about why I like rice so much and. Well, wh- well, why? So, are they saying that brown rice is bad for you, or they're just saying that it's not what you think it is? Saying you're not getting out of it what you think you. It has nutrients, it's just bad for digestion. Yes, it's just difficult for digestion, and so they suggest you, if you want to eat brown rice, they suggest you follow a, a fermentation process that can help get these polyunsaturated oils and that phytic acid out of it. Mm. So, if you still want, if you're not like a big carb guy like I am. If you're somebody that's like on keto and you still want a dash of carbs in your ketogenic diet, you can definitely use fermenting and uh, and soaking that brown rice to still get very high density nutrition out of your brown rice or your carb mm. instead of just eating something like white rice. Which is, how do you ferment rice? So I'll attach a link to this article in the uh, description of this podcast. But essentially, you're soaking it in filtered water, no chlorine, fluoride, room temperature. And then keep 10% of the soaking liquid and discard the rest. It's all listed here, but you just basically you soak it, essentially. And how long does it say it takes? It's a 24-hour um, period? Yeah, it's a 24-hour period. And then you essentially just keep some of the – you you add soaking liquid from the previous batch back into the new water. And so it kind of keeps – this doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it's not really like fermenting it, I guess you would say. It says it's fermenting it, so – I mean, you're adding in like some apple cider vinegar, but I'm curious about it. I'm sure, I'm sure that a lot of people will kind of find that beneficial because I know a lot of our people do eat brown rice and straight away, mm. straight away from the right, uh, straight away from the white. I almost said straight away from the right. It's been weird, um, but for me, it's been something that's radically changed the way I eat and has made me a lot happier with my meals. Like I love to eat rice, and to find out that if I can do a simple thing is is eat white rice and make sure I move around shortly after that time and not let myself settle and sit around after I eat my meal and it's going to fuel my body better and ease my digestion process as opposed to eating a bunch of brown rice. Mm. I I couldn't find anything better for me to be a part of and start eating that way. So I have noticed that whenever I eat brown rice as opposed to white rice, it takes me so much longer to eat brown you rice. You feel so much more satiated. It, like it, it happens so quick. Yeah, and it almost starts to like taste Tastes nasty. Like, yeah. I, like I don't enjoy it anymore. It does. It doesn't have a. It does, to me, like it doesn't have a pleasant flavor anyway. But white rice. Is it the bank? Hello. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello. And we're back. Episode twenty-one. Um, just got mm-hmm. finished talking about white rice and why I eat it and it's how really it helps my digestion. It's it's cool. All the stuff that's coming out about the gut right now. It is. I don't know if it's just now coming out. I'm sure yeah. it's been out for a long time, but it seems to be becoming more and more aware within uh, main, mainstream media about the gut and your gut health and how that plays a role in everything. And the stuff that we're eating that's like tearing apart our digestive lining is causing leaky gut or that's, small symptoms of leaky yeah. gut or whatever. And it's wreaking havoc in people's body and people don't know and the, like, and what's thing, wrong with the them. The thing that made me like so on board with this was the fact that I was, in my head, I was eating foods that were nutrient dense mm-hmm. but then I found out that I wasn't getting all the nutrients out of it and I was like okay well, what are we doing here yeah. what can I do to change this yeah. and then it became about not just eating nutrient foods it's about eating nutrient foods 
that you can actually get the stuff out of yeah. when it gets to your stomach. Yeah, that's what's cra- yeah. It, it's crazy, man. Well, it's crazy, crazy, but it's almost it's almost daunting, a little bit overwhelming when you start to think about all the stuff you have to consider within eating food. You're just like, you, you don't. I don't. I don't know what the right or wrong answer is with so many different I don't foods. Think there is. I don't know. It's just it can be very overwhelming, but I think part of it is just like trial and error, doing some research, listening to your body, mm-hmm. and being willing to change it when things when things aren't going right. Yeah, I hear you there. Hmm. Well, that's all I have to say about that for my white rice talk. <laughs> Agnew, Forrest Gump. What you got for us? I was gonna say if you chug that off by your lunch on the podcast. <coughs> what is that? This is... But I kind of am not willing to do it now because you've already taken two huge sips. Two huge sips? It was a little... Those were a little... Just kickbacks. Hey, are you guys doing the one o'clock uh, deep stretch thing? No, we weren't in the text and we're not going. We're going to lunch. Are you going to go? I'm going to go. You're going to go get hot? It's 45 minutes. Is it a hot Hell no. hot stretch? Yeah. It's like cool. a deep, hot yoga stretch. Corey, we were, said, Corey said it was really fun. We didn't get invited. I did. I think everyone's invited. I think it is. It was in a group text. He invited me. Who told you? Steve? Steve. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go talk to him. I wasn't in the text. Oh, we're going to lunch. I don't want to go. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm going to talk to him about it. I didn't say I was going to go. That's how you get roped in, Lambert. You've (laughs) worked for him for how how, how do you not know this by now? I'm a rogue, man. I can't be tamed. Hashtag rebel. I'm like a freaking panther. All right, let's go on. I'm going to eat by myself, man. Let's hit the next topic. What you got, Aggie? Okay. Looks like I'm not buying it for you. You failed. And what is that again? Okay, so this is... This is... Well, there's actually like a whole cup left. There's above eight ounces left. This is probably about 12 ounces of orange juice, a cup of spinach, and like two lemon wedges. Mom and some stevia. blend it up or juice it up or something? I blended it. it. Mom threw the lemon wedges in there because I've got a little... I hope you... That was my hope is that you gag on the lemon. All right, I'm going to go for it. Lemon's really really good. Um, It's good to drink hot water and lemon in the morning. Of course Or probably any time, but it's good. Kickstarts the metabolism. And detoxifies your body. Gosh, it's all like sitting on the top. I did some research last night on apple cider vinegar. Oh, that's cool. Because I've been um <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Oh boy. <laughs> Straight to the dome. <laughs> nice work. We can't go overboard. It's empty now. Um I did some research last night on apple cider vinegar. Yeah. I've been drinking uh where we go to to Earth Fair and we'll get the apple cider vinegar that's mixed with like the honey. So it like, yeah. comes like a prepackaged drink, so really? it's not as like tart as just apple cider vinegar why don't you be a man it's well sorry i do it but it is brutal yeah um but these drinks are good but we decided to just buy a big thing apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. and buy some honey yeah and just mix and max add mix and max mix and match add water and make our own drink and so we've been doing that and i looked up some of the benefits of it and it's pretty it's pretty cool um it says it's good for heart health yeah it can help it's good for inflammation. It's good Every, for. I feel like it's gosh, good I'm for just gonna inflammation. Be, I'm gonna be burping for the rest of the podcast. It's man. good for um, fighting precancer cells. It's mm. pretty cool. Those free radicals. Yeah, taming oh. those free radicals. Agnew, huh? You're up, kid. Let him go because mine's short. No, it doesn't right. need to be short. We can talk about it. Mine was short. I pulled some stuff out of there. Yeah, you talk for a lot. Wow, you're a lot smarter than I am. Well, I mean, I'm just good with my words. I practice my words every day. Yeah, I just did research on like recovery, but not, but I tailored it more towards like the members. I just want you to, I just want you to see that your you can't feet, put your look, feet in the you look, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but your feet are like bigger than you are right now. That's fine. That's good. You big feet, size fifteen. <laughs> but like, if you look at like what LeBron James and Tom Brady do. And they are between the ages of 36 and 42. 
or 40, however How old. How old's Braun? Yeah, he just turned 36, I think, the other day. And, and TB12 inches a little bit older. I think yeah. he's 40. Yeah. So whatever. But, like, you look at the average age of our clientele. Yeah. And it's probably, it's around that area. So this is relevant. It's, yeah, somewhat. This so, like, basically, like, LeBron James spends over a million dollars in the offseason on his body, on his recovery, whether it's nutrition, cryotherapy, dry needling, whatever. Mm. And then stuff during the season too, but you got to realize people probably think you go to the NBA, and it's like no, it's just playing eighty-two games. But that's like that's a lot. And if anyone's ever played a season of basketball, like halfway through the season, your feet hurt, your toenails are falling off, like your ankles hurt, your knees hurt, like everything just hurts. And even Mm. if you're in high school, so now he's a thirty-six-year-old guy and he's Mm. put his body through all this stuff. So it just made me think like. If you're getting not injured, but if you're constantly just hurt or sore or banged yeah. up, like you probably need to. It sucks, but that's what I always want to tell people: is like, look, I don't, I don't want to buy this membership. It's too expensive. Like, well, you could buy a membership now mm-hmm. and actually have fun and enjoy getting healthy and fit. Or in ten years, you could spend the same amount of money on medical bills, if yeah. not more. Yeah, so it's just like. Just invest the money in whether it's Corey Cooper or, you know, Scott, the right. chiropractor or something, but take invest the money into your or invest in your body, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, people of that caliber do it and be like, well, I'm not LeBron James. I don't need to do that. No, you don't need to spend a million dollars in, no. you know, a four-month offseason. But, you know, take the time to go to a chiropractor. Take the time to go to Corey to get body work done, mm-hmm. to get cupping or whatever, just so you can maintain that high quality of life. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it sh- it shows how important it is to someone. I mean, who's at such a high caliber, which yeah. again, I guess, could be argued yeah. as their livelihood. But yeah. if they're willing to spend that much money just in recovery, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty. A lot expensive. of a lot of players will spend a million in an offseason. I've heard that a lot. And it's like what we talked about before. It's like if you want to, I mean, obviously we're young, but if you want to be around to be able to play with your grandkids and not be chained to a recliner or chained to a couch. Like, go to a chiropractor once a month. Go get massaged on once a month. Like, take that that step. When it comes down to it, like like I said, the average age for the gym is probably in, the average is probably in the 40s. So, and like, I'm not being mean, but look, no one's getting any younger, and your body's not going to feel any better. Nice. So, it's just like, well, you just, you have to kind of take, you just have to take care of yourself. And if they're doing it, to yes, a higher and more expensive level, then mm-hmm. I think it only makes sense to, to do some more. But it yeah. is crazy the stuff they do. Like, you <coughs> watch videos and stuff on his type of recovery and even what they eat. Like, I know Tom Brady's super strict. Yeah, he is. He's got, he's like a big fish guy, I feel like. Well, I know that the podcast that we listen to with Tim Ferriss and, and um, Braun, he talks about him eating a lot of fish. Yeah, a lot of seafood. Yeah. A lot of veggies and things like that. That's what's interesting, though, is you have a guy that for 15 years that he's been in the league has been playing an average of 38 minutes a game, and he's going to that much of an extreme to take care of his body. And I get it. It's exponential. He's on the very high end of the curve. Mm. But even for our even for our members and for us, our one to two hours of activity, hard activity in the gym per week or five six days a week mm. like you you're down somewhere on that curve there's a there's a, a 
recovery requirement that you have to meet or else you're going to fall apart. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, man. I figured I'd pull up some stats, you know, show up, show that I have smarts. You just, you just said, what, just have minutes a game? Yeah, minutes. His average, his average minutes per game is 38.6 across his whole career. Yeah. First season was in Cleveland. Do you know how many minutes are in a game? Don't look. Look at me. Oh, gosh. How many minutes man, are I feel like I'm an idiot right now. 60, right? Huh? It's not a 60-minute 60 60 game. It's not a 60-minute game. He plays, what, 36 minutes on average? I'm just trying to think of how long the quarters are. I'm blanking so it's hard. It's tough between NBA, college, and high school. It is. I'm going to say – name all three, I will buy you two lunches. <laughs> I'm going to say it's – God, I feel like it's so weird, but I'm going to say it's a 12-minute quarter. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's correct. I'm going to say 40, it's 48 40 minutes per game. game. Yeah. Really? What's college? College ball? Yeah. Is that a nine-minute quarter? Uh, that uh, there are no quarters. So you get no. It's a halves. It's halves. Yeah, it's halves. Twenty-minute halves. Twenty-minute halves. How long? Is For high real? school? I didn't know that. I don't know how I did. <laughs> what about high school? Uh That's your English. Twenty-minute halves in college. That's yeah. so weird. I never thought about that. Hey, in high school, it's it's quarters too. What do you think? Is it quarters or halves in high school? It's quarters. It's quarters. quarters. Oh, jeez. I feel like it's a nine-minute quarter in high school. Okay. I don't think it is. I think it's it's not 15 minute quarters in high school, is it? That's yeah, football. It would be longer. That's so weird. That's football. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know that, but I'm saying it, it's I either. Know. I don't know actually, I, but I know it's quarters. It's eight minute quarters. Man, that's fast. So we're eight for four. In college, we're twenty for two. Yeah. And then in the pros, we're twelve for four. For four. That's wild. So it's only a 36-minute game in high school? That is different. That's just strange. I like that. Nate, thank you for teaching me something today. I can always oh, count no, on you. Did you just pop that elbow? My shoulder. Oh, okay, cool. It's uh, it's 40 minutes of hot yoga. Okay. All right, so we don't need to, like, we're not, it's not mandatory. No. She's just being nice and letting us do it. Yeah, I actually um, I asked my coach about that today, if I should hop in and do that. Max El Hajj. Yeah, and this kind of leads into... To my topic, late on. Um, but I asked him if I should, should hop in and do the forty minutes of hot yoga, deep stretch type deal. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, you could do it. It's not detrimental. However, be aware that reducing tension dramatically within your whole body mm-hmm. is going to make it harder to move a barbell the way you want to, like hey. heavy weights and stuff." I can talk. About um, this. And so he said, "If you go in there, just." Don't go to your end ranges. Don't try to show off. Just like stretch, breathe, Kyle's relax. Like putting his legs behind his head. Well, I, I think he also knows I'm the type of person. If I get in an environment like that, it's like if you, if I'm all in or all if out. If you can make yoga competitive, there's something wrong. <laughs> you're like trying to stretch harder than the mom that's had three kids next to you. You're like, get out of my way, Amanda. Uh, I don't need you guys to be quiet because I'm focusing over here. The other day, Jess walked in and said, I thought I was going to die. And she was serious. She had a crazy look in her eye. From hot yoga? Yeah. And that's Jess. You're referring to I've done deep stretch before. It's not that bad. Yoga, it's like 140 degrees. No, I did it. I did it. 140? No, it's not 140. It's like 96. I've done a deep stretch before, and it's really not that bad in in a hot environment. You won't see me there. But we'll see if this one's any different. I've only done one. You better take a picture of how much you sweat. Oh, that bad. Yeah, that'll be bad. But anyways, into my segment. Reducing tension? No. What are you talking I want to talk about understanding your goals hey. and understanding who to listen to and what to listen to. Bam. All right. This is why I say that. Because LeBron James. LeBron. 
LeBron and, James. <laughs> yes. I can't say it like that, so you don't say it for I'm, me. I'm 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you should plug that Kevin meme in right there with that video. But anyways, he, 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 there's a quote that he said. He's like, someone told him long ago, play hard, have fun, and stretch. Yeah. LeBron? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. That was his quote verbatim. Um, and I think that that is that's great advice. That's excellent advice. Hmm. You know, stretch, stay loose, stay limber. But you've got to understand what your goals are, right? So, so I, I take his advice and I place it on me as a person. For me, I don't need to be stretching a ton and getting super flexible right. and super limber because, as for me, my goals or to tighten up and create stiffness and rigidness to mm. be able to move a barbell better yep. for my goals in my athletic endeavors, right? Yeah. How many so weeks till Cape Town? Sorry for interrupting you. Four weeks now. Four weeks out, baby. Yeah, it's four coming up fast. Out. It's wild. Are they going to have that live stream? I hope so. We'll plug in if they are. It'll be a way different time zone. That's true. They're, it's like seven hours ahead. Oh, It'll be like yeah. when we're sleeping. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, uh, understanding your goals... It is going to be crucial because if you listen to every single thing that someone who's mm. doing something really successful says, it can get you could end up following your like going down a rabbit hole and following the wrong advice. Yeah. So I think it's important to to take it you know with a grain of salt, take it as something that could be beneficial, try it maybe, yeah. but then also be willing to look at like different perspectives or maybe a better advice is. Take advice from someone who's in your field. Yeah. Right? So like me. Or has I, your best interest in or, it. Yeah, or has your best interest. So yeah. if LeBron says stretch and your other basketball players need to stretch, like I don't – maybe that's what they need to be doing. Yeah. But for me, like that's not something that I need to be doing is stretching a ton. Um, so I don't know. I just I was thinking about that this morning. Is that's really good. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so. Because we've all we've all been in positions where people have told us certain things to do or certain things to take or certain things to eat, mm-hmm. people to go see. Um, yeah, and that's another thing too. With like you hear about these morning routines, or or time management. Steve said this the other day too about time management. It's like all that stuff is really good, but sometimes like you have to understand what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Like Tim Ferriss says, there's five things that he wants to do in the morning. If he can get three of the five done, like he won the morning. Yeah, maybe for for a mom of four kids who's at home, blah, 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 doesn't need to worry about five things. She needs to worry about one, one thing, thing, and that yeah. one thing will set her up for success. Um, so I think it's about understanding where you're at and just adding something in, mm. seeing if it works, changing, and kind of regrouping, stuff like that. Dude. I don't know. Kyle, you've been bringing the heat lately, man. Oh, I thanks, respect man. it. Thanks, bro. I respect it. <laughs> been reading a lot, you know what I'm saying? You've been reading all saying? Been like listening all saying. to stuff. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to episode 21. We'll catch you next week. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five stars. We'll see you. Yeah. We'll see you.